Hey guys, happy morning to you. It's actually Sunday morning here where I am. Of course, I am in West Texas and we are 13 days in counting before we go to Australia. Um, I'm doing a lot of uh, audio and video testing right now. We're getting, I've got a little podcast set up. You guys can't see, but it's got a little light. And so it's got a stand, kind of cool. Uh, we're still working on the audio. You know me, I'm known for wearing uh, these things. You know, anyways, <laughs> we're working on it, folks. Uh, it's been so busy. We're going to have a very good audio video kit to bring you all kinds of content from basically, you know, Australia and then Thailand, uh, wherever we go across the world this year in the next 24 months. I told everybody this past summer that I'll go anywhere across the world in the next 24 months. So some people are taking me up on it. Uh, you know, Australia's really kicked in. But first, I am Texas Slim. This is the I am Texas Slim podcast recording it's a weekly recording that uh coming and moving forward just be prepared there's going to be a lot of random videos that we upload from australia to youtube uh to we're going to have an instagram account it's i am texas slim uh, i think we got that created yesterday i haven't been on it myself personally but what we're going to do is we're going to feed content feed content feed content so right now starting off this podcast i am recruiting you uh, to call to action, everything you do with me in my life, if you're going to know me, if you're going to be around me, is a call to action. Uh, we can talk, talk, talk till the freaking cows come home and they haven't come home yet. So what we do, we're results driven. So whenever you see this podcast, if you like it, if you think it's valuable, as Adam, my friend Adam Curry would say, if it's a value for value exchange, if you find this valuable, there's so many ways you can give back. One, share it share this dang recording. This is not a marketing plan, folks. This is about saving the great American rancher. This is about saving children's lives. This is about education. We have a triangle of strength now. Okay, we're going to sell all kinds of beef through the beef initiative, not only through the beef initiative, but every producer in the beef initiative, you guys need to be calling them and see if they're local, see if they will be your provider. We have 120 ranchers producers that are waiting to hear from you they are waiting for the consumer demand to shift in this nation this is not a marketing plan this is not some deceptive basically play on words in which our food industry has become and we have no control over that anymore it doesn't matter who's regulating crap anymore as far as whenever it comes to labeling when it comes to the types of chemicals that they can get through the FDA, the USDA, to put it in our food systems to say that this is needed basically for safety, for health, for whatever it is. There's always a rationalization and justification when it comes to your food and the labeling of your food. We can go from heart healthy to cholesterol free to everything. Folks, the labeling laws are, are an onion. You have to basically peel them back one layer at a time. It's daunting. Uh, what we're going to start doing here in the Beef Initiative, and I kind of gave you a heads up a couple of weeks ago, I believe, either through the podcast or through the newsletter. Have y'all subscribed to I Am Texas Slim newsletter? It's texasslim.substack.com. That is your gateway to everything that we do. It will forever be your gateway. It's what you share. Share it. You can go to beefinitiative.com and guess what? You can sign up for the newsletter there. So it's very simple, folks. You're going to be getting newsletters from me, audio, video, content. You're going to be getting short form video. You're going to get education. The pyramid that I talk about is education. It's about selling beef through the Beef Initiative and every producer that is basically in. The beef initiative platform there's an index there it's open source index we've had 120 ranchers producers come in there as i said what you have to understand is basically these producers know more about the food industry than any label will ever tell you you guys I continually, me, myself, yes, Texas Slim, I'm always looking at the labeling laws and how they are manipulated within uh, the United States and even across the globe. Uh, did y'all know that they're not using GMO on packaging anymore? Now it's ball, called bioengineered. Okay, bioengineered is, a, is now barcode <laughs> on most packages in the United States. A lot of these laws changed during COVID as well. 
a lot of things got slipped under that radar of fear and deception within the uh, last couple of years of that marketing plan that was wrapped around the virus. What was the, really the truth of everything is that this is a global industrial food shift. The labeling laws are not basically immune to the deceptions within you know where we're living in a centralized multinational industrial world when it comes to chemicals grains and everything that does produce our food as i say all this can be very daunting whenever i was writing the harvest of deception if you have not read the harvest of deception please go to the Substack. use that as ground zero to get started in food intelligence that leads into beef intelligence that leads into you feeding your family in a totally different way than I ever thought that we would have to basically engineer or come up with. Uh, everything that is, I was at the gym yesterday and somebody walked up to me and said, hey man, are you, are you Texas Slim? And I was like, whoa, okay, yes, that's me, I'm Texas Slim. And he said, man, he goes, I read your harvest of the deception about a year ago, and it's fascinating how everything has changed in my life and my family's lives and my children's lives. Whenever I was laying in a basically bunk bed on harvest up in the nowhere North Dakota, and I said, well, this is daunting. How are we going to get people to understand what's going on in the food industry? There's too much. There's too much data. There's too much centralized, basically nefarious propaganda when it comes to content in general you know what is your what is your consumption model i asked well what is your audio video and your food well whenever we look at food you got to get back to the source of the seed where we came from if you are still relying truly on your number one energy source which for me is animal protein beef if you're relying on labeling and packaging you're going to be deceived and I'm not going to call out names, corporations, or anything like that. If you, let's, let's give an example, and we'll just go straight into that. If you are trying to buy beef online, uh, you know, through boxes, whatever, home delivery, let's just say that. If you're buying your beef online, there's going to be deceptive marketing practices as you use. These are centralized marketing corporations. Basically, a lot of these corporations that do do the marketing have very close ties with the basically the multinational food industry. We all know that. Go down the cereal aisle of basically your children's cereals and just look at how deceiving these, this cartoon world is that the supermarket has become. Same thing whenever you're basically trying to acquire your food online. If you're relying on buzzwords as organic, grass-fed, uh, harvested in the United States, USDA Prime, all of these types of, we're going to give you a top 10 moving forward, but I'm going to do some touch points today that will basically give some clarity, let you start at the source of the seed of where we are with the beef initiative, where every rancher producer that basically has their business and their name in the beef initiative index platform that we don't participate in these games what we do is we bring you authentic truth and honesty when it's around your food and everybody always gets confused they always ask me what about this what about that what about this what about that from grass fed to grass finished grass fed to grain finished to organic beyond organic to harvested in the united states is country and origin all of these things are tools used to basically exploit your ignorance we're all ignorant in some form or fashion. I don't expect anybody, as far as anybody that follows the beef initiative, to be up to par with everything that's going on in the food industry, especially over the last 50 years. There's a long roadmap, there's a long track record. Uh, did, and you've heard me say before, did you know in October 21 that the UFD, FDA basically won a lawsuit where they could put 2,000 chemicals in our food supplies without telling us what they are, generally recognized as safe. Guess what? The same time that labeling law from GMO to bioengineered went into effect, same time of COVID, same time that basically a lot of multinational corporations, especially one that starts with a J and it ends in an S, 
basically got fined $56 million for price manipulation in the beef industry during COVID. What they did is they basically run prices up. They basically increased volumes with uh, foreign beef. They basically made the producer uh, harvest more cows than they wanted to because they were trying to compete with the price manipulation that was going on by a multinational processing center. Okay, they made over $500 million in profit during that price manipulation uh, rodeo that they went through, but they only had to pay $53 million, folks. Okay, what is that? Well, that's, I'd do that. Wouldn't you do that? Hell, if you're a multinational corporation and you're, you're in it to win it, why wouldn't they do that? They pay a little bit of fine and then they get to keep the rest. Hell, they're on vacation, man, while everybody else is struggling. Uh, did you see the price of eggs the other day? Well, we predicted that. That's been coming for a long time, folks. There's a global industrial food shift, and basically what has gone along with the global industrial food shift, what leads is the messaging, the marketing, the content. What is your consumption model? What is your consumption model? Are you really, doesn't matter how good intended you are, whenever you go and you try to do research when it comes to labeling laws and type of marketing and adver advertising practices that now, you know, I come from big tech. I mean, I worked in marketing divisions with data analysis and all that, you know, data, 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 data. Marketing is driven by data. They use these buzzwords because you're doing these Google searches. You're doing grass-fed beef. Did y'all know that every damn cow on the planet is grass-fed? So what? Did y'all know that organic really doesn't mean anything now that they're having to go in and start doing, now it's called beyond organic. Really folks, beyond, beyond, beyond organic? Is that where we're going with all of this? Shake a rancher's hand, shake a rancher's hands digitally or physically through the beef initiative. Folks, we get our beef from the United States. There's other companies out there that basically will say American beef. Well, you know what they can say? They can say that it's American beef, but really all they have to really say is that mm, it was harvested in the United States. A lot of our beef that we're consuming right now, as far as consumers in the United States of America, if you're still shopping at the supermarket, you're usually going to be basically consuming foreign beef that says harvested in the United States, product of the USDA, USDA Prime. I'm not picking on the USDA, man. I'm just saying this is what it is. This is the truth. You can actually go and do Google searches on everything that I'm telling you, but people don't take the time to do that because they don't know where to start. Well, we're starting from ground zero. We're starting with the source of the seed. Shake a rancher's hand. You don't have to worry about that. Let the rancher educate you. We from the Beef Initiative, me, I am Texas Slim, will be educating you. We're going to turn a lot of our content into basically consumer education moving forward. This is going to make you feel a lot more secure. It's going to make you feel a lot more confident. And it's going to give you a roadmap basically to help save children's lives by saving your life first because of your consumption model is going to change with your education, with your consumption of food, with how you feed your children. We are going to save children's lives by supporting the great American rancher that will willingly shake your hand and let you know how they steward their beef. And guess what? Usually on their packages, they don't have very much on those packages. They don't have to. What they have is they have authenticity and truth in food. So let's go back to shopping for basically animal product, beef online. You're going to have all kinds of things. And once again, I'm not going to get in a pissing match with the people out there that are having massive successes selling beef online. We're going to basically have massive successes selling beef online because we already are starting. We're grassroots. We're grass finished. We're grass fed. We're grain finished. Oh, grain finished. Oh my God. The beef initiative sells grain. You damn right. We do. We serve basically grass fed and organic grain, locally sourced grain, finished beef. It's a damn good protocol. So we sell it all. We've got everything. We've got every protocol that you need. But once again, it takes the consumer to educate themselves. You are your own community. What you do is you start with the self and then you go out there, you educate your family, you educate your friends, your family again, and then, of course, you educate your community. But 
what you have to do is you have to understand the type of manipulation that does go on with wording on packages. Uh, you think about something that, uh, this is how it operates within the labeling laws of the United States. We'll go through in some organization, organic was started by a couple of guys out in California, and then they patented organic. And so there's a whole story there. And I'm, I can't go into details and all this stuff, folks. You can do the Google searches yourself. But what I'm trying to do is give you a broad overview so we can go deeper down this rabbit hole when it comes to market analysis, basically consumer education, and uh, basically how uh, things are used online and in the stores. Once again, I just, I, I tell people, go shake a damn rancher's hand. But anyways, let's get into basically, you know, if you say that you're organic, well, there's an organization that runs organic and organic can be, you know, chemicals that, you know, animal welfare, uh, they, they can make these claims, but what they do is they usually have a lot of money to back these claims whenever they're basically supporting they, uh uh this phrase or this meaning of what organic means what they're doing is they're gearing up to where anybody basically can go through there and get an organic not anybody but a, a lot of people can get the organic stamp on the back end what you don't ever hear is how many companies big industrial food companies get sued every year because they basically didn't follow the organic protocol you can do a do a do a google search on deceptive marketing practices when it comes to organic. Look at how many fines these multinational corporations get fined each year. You can find, I mean, it's it's an unlimited amount of millions upon millions of dollars. Does that really make you feel secure whenever you're consuming that basically product that they could say organic? It's just a buzzword, folks. The days are gone, man. And in, in the beginning, it started out with good intentions, man. The good intended people saying, hey, we want to give consumers something basically peace of mind and confidence when it comes to the food products. That's been played out, folks. We went through the green uh, phase. We went through the whole food phase. Whole foods is not what it originally was. You know, these uh, these meat companies that sell boxes of beef online saying, you know, it's American beef, but it basically is foreign beef. These uh, these basically beef companies online from, you know, the ones that I've talked about before, just know that they don't have to tell you where this beef is from and they don't. And if they do, it's going to be in small little text on that website buried somewhere. And then who's going to look at that, man? You know, once again, let's drown you with all kinds of words on our websites, but let's really flash with these banner ads, grass fed American beef. So what? Every damn cow's grass fed, man. It doesn't mean anything. What it takes anymore, if you're going to move forward, and this has always been the ethos of me and the Beef Initiative, we're going to follow the protocol of the great American rancher that is basically living and breathing the regenerative practices in which basically brings you the best product in the world. Okay, it's a peer to peer transaction. It's a peer to peer relationship. If they're in the beef initiative, folks, they pass the test. I got Texas Slim's cuts. Well, guess what? They made the cut. That's what we'll be doing with Texas Slim's cuts within the beef initiative moving forward. If you go right now to beefinitiative.com, you'll go into buy your beef box now and you'll see Texas Slim's cuts right underneath KNC cattle, right underneath holy cow, Texas Slim's cuts. Well, we're gonna expand that out. Texas Slim's cuts, basically, do you make the cut? We want you to have that type of confidence. It, the amount of time what we've been basically selling beef in 2022 last year, up until now in 2023, very, very 1% have we had anybody come to us and have any complaints from any producer and in any producer that we are partnered up with selling you beef boxes subscriptions everybody right now i'm partnered up with cole with knc cattle on the k on the texas slims cuts 
uh, what we wanted to do, once again, you're not going to find these cuts in the supermarkets. You're not going to find basically the picanha. You're not going to find hanger steaks. You're not going to find all of these Denver cuts that we're going to bring you. There's the, the short ribs, uh, the types of fajita. Everything that we're bringing you through the Texas Slims cuts is basically what we did with the Cattleman's Feast across this nation. And we fed people heart, cheeks, Picanha, Denver, uh, Osoboco. I mean, it's unlimited, but you now have access to that. And guess what? You don't have to worry about any labels. You made the cut. We have the best protocols in the nation when it comes to beef. We don't have to play the multinational corporations games. How many times do you think me and the ranchers in the beef initiative have been tagged with this MRNA crap? Okay, folks, it will never happen. It's that simple. Okay, case closed, let's move on. And we say that with authority. Every rancher that I've talked to, we don't have to participate in that. But once again, this is consumer ignorance and that's why we're wanting to educate you. We've been answering so many questions about this. We will not participate in any MR. That is for the global beef industry in which the multinational corporations are a part of. That's 80% of basically the beef in America goes overseas. We're not playing that game, folks. We're going back to the source of the seed of where we came from. We are supporting the great American rancher that is basically practicing regenerative protocols in which they developed where we came from, where my grandparents, my ancestors developed, yours, all of our ancestors developed, all of the ranchers from five generation ranchers to first generation ranchers. We understand the protocols. We understand, we know what clean beef is. Clean beef is clean beef. There's no more analysis paralysis whenever you get to it. Okay, everybody's going, what about the processing centers using chemicals whenever they're basically you, you know, harvesting the cow? We don't use any chemicals in the process. What about Amos Miller? He was using some type of chemical and he's being sued to the USDA. And all. We don't use any chemicals. Flat out, we'll stand by that. Till the cows come home so what i'm trying to do is probably vent a little frustration because that's really you're spending more time worried about some 24 7 news flash that is being driven by the multinational corporations by old bill gates and all that crap that's going on with the wef uh, davos and everything but 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 that's all i hear all week long but 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 no there is no more but the only but there is, but you need to go shake a rancher's hand and y'all need to quit basically participating in the fear porn. If you, and I've told everybody this before, if you have questions, if you really are going to have a need to be worried about something, you'll hear it from us first, from the ranchers. That's part of the beef intelligence that we're bringing you. We don't have any problem. Remember, we're decentralized. We have 120 producers in the beef initiative. We basically are leading the changes that are going under the radar of the multinational corporations in ways that nobody really understands, but we're doing it in an authentic, trustworthy, honest way. And that confuses a lot of people, folks. Don't let it confuse you. Buy beef from the beef initiative. Go shake a rancher's hand in your local community. See where that takes you. Let's go back to basically the deception, you know, as far as buying beef. Uh, experiment, man. That's There's no problem. Go find your top five beef places, providers in the United States. And I have no problem telling you to do this. If you're having a hard time finding it, go to the Beef Initiative and buy your first box. Try it out, man. We've got affordable beef that's right there. We just did, we just released the Texas Slims beef box. What that is, it's 12 pounds of beef from basically ground from coal, uh, KNC cattle, hometown meats, Luling, Texas. It's a clean processing center, folks. We know where that cow's been from the soil to your fork. Okay, that's the best ground beef that I, I, I can't say it because I love all the producers ground beef, but I like Cole's ground beef. Anyways, it's the first uh, introduction of the, the Texas Slims burgers through Cole and I in our partnership.
but also it comes with two picanha cuts. Like it's $115 for 12 pounds of beef. Now you go to the grocery store and see how much ground beef is per pound. 12 pounds, and I think we're selling the box for $115. Two steaks, over two pounds of steaks, 12 pounds of ground beef. Okay, I'm, it, it sounds like I'm selling. Well, I am selling, but also I'm educating. That is an introduction for any family. Anybody that's changing their diet, their consumption model into animal protein, into beef, and they want it to be clean. There you go. That's it. That's the marketing plan. That's all I got to say. <laughs> we know where the beef comes from, from the soil to your fork. Uh, we know the nutritional value of regenerative grass fed, grass finished, grain finished, organically grain finished, all of that. Do you know why you don't like it when somebody says grain finished? Can you tell me? What is it right now? Pause. What is it about grain finish that you don't like? Do you know? Well, a lot of people, it's for nutrition because they feel that the grass finished beef is going to give them actually more omegas and stuff like that. That's true. It's factual. Well, also, you know, some people eat organic grain finished beef as I do, but I do have about four or five ranchers in my freezer at this time. And no, not them physically, but you know, the, they're basically their beautiful and wonderful beef that they stewarded from the ground up. Oh, animal husbandry. Yes, they know about animal husbandry as well. That's another deceptive, basically blanketed, generalized label that they can put on all of these packages. These packages and these labels, usually all of these buzzwords as far as labeling comes uh, from the multinational corporations themselves. There's the one that say, hey, this is good. We can generalize this. We can scale it across the world. Well, we're not scaling. What we're doing is we're replicating our successes one producer at a time. And we're letting you know that we don't have to use all the buzzwords. We don't have to use all the labeling deceptions. And we don't have to worry about being fined because we're not going to make a lot of claims. We got Jacob Wolke over there in our last podcast. If y'all haven't watched that, watch that. Jacob, uh, we're going to have a summit over in Australia. Even in Australia, he doesn't participate in all these labeling deceptions. And I think that's exactly where the Beef Initiative will go. We will say, hey, this is uh, this this meets the Beef Initiative standards. This is basically the standards that are actually have been pioneered and certified within the Beef Initiative through the, the ranchers, producers themselves. This is feedback from the ranchers producers they understand that a lot of these deceptive marketing practices that are used in the digital world they can't compete with they a lot of them have a hard time finding honest people to design them websites folks the american rancher has never had a voice they never had a digital voice because all they really did I, whenever i was in big tech and i'm going to reflect real quick whenever i was in big tech i remember how hard it was to build a website for people that, and especially for people that didn't know what they needed. They didn't know what type of digital tool would be valuable for them. The great American rancher, you know, they've had access to Facebook. That's it. They don't have a digital voice. And right now we're, we're working tirelessly to give the American rancher a digital voice to where they can actually speak to you face-to-face -face like I'm speaking to you face-to-face. -face. Everything that we've had success with in the Beef Initiative, we're going to replicate. We're going to replicate down to the producers. The, the Beef Initiative platform is going through a big old makeover right now. And what we're going to do is we're going to make it uh, kind of a marketplace for you. You know, that's what Facebook does. But we're not going to have the prohibition against the American rancher as far as what they can say. You're going to have a peer-to-peer, -peer, basically conversational, uh, basically opportunity to speak to anybody that you want. I mean, you get Cole Bolton or Jason Rick or Justin or Holy Cow or Sacred Song Farms or Peter with Mastodon or... Kevin from Perennial Pastures, I can go on and on with all the producers. You get them talking, you're not going to shut them up. It's kind of like me. That's why we get along so well, I guess, because 
shit, <laughs> I can go until the cows come home. But, you know, it's, it's, it's all for good purposes, folks. This is consumer education is something that we don't need to rely on the centralized digital marketing and apparatus, which is very closely tied with the basically industrial food complex, which is now performing a global industrial food shift. I don't know if you know about what Davos is or the WHO or the WEF, everything that went on this past week. I don't even know where they were. I mean, I, I've, I've been knowing I will read the harvest of deception, read the Texas Slim Substack, texasslim.substack.com. I was saying this stuff a year and a half ago. This is nothing new to us. We're a year and a half ahead of most people. General population doesn't even know what's going on with Davos. You don't really have to. We want you to have the confidence. We want you to understand that we're also giving you a digital handshake to that rancher. If you're, let's say you're, and we do have this folks, we have single mothers that have three children that don't wanna buy basically supermarket food and they wanna start the whole basically uh, food program for their family through beef. And so that's really a lot of what stemmed from, you know, the Cattleman's Feast and the Texas Slim's Cuts, because we want to make it affordable to everybody. And we want everybody to have this type of uh, market access that you've never had. And we're giving the rancher a type of market access of having a voice, but it takes y'all. It takes your understanding. It takes you to accept that whenever all of this gets daunting, becomes daunting to you, turn your basically your consumption model of audio and video, turn it towards the beef initiative. This is why we're here. We're here to save children's lives. Remember that power triangle? Okay, we're saving children's lives. Down here, we're, we're basically selling a lot of beef. And over here, we're doing the education. Education comes in many ways. You know, with our I Am Texas Slim Trust Foundation, you know, Jason Rick of Rick Ranches is the first rancher to receive this grant. Okay, what is the grant? Well, he's going to open his gate to his ranch so you can go shake his hand. He's going to do internships. He's going to do apprenticeships. He's going to do glamping. We don't know for sure exactly, but you're going to get to hear from him because we're going to start basically streaming his content and how we're moving forward with that first grant. You guys can donate to that grant. I encourage you to put your money where your lifestyle is going to be. Everybody's going to be doing this that wants to live basically first principles, a life based on pure animal protein, a density of energy that you give yourself so you can go out there and you do not have to participate in the fear porn that is being spread across this globe and basically the global industrial food shift that will now be inserting more fake commodities into our food systems and they will be decreasing your market access to pure animal protein moving forward. A lot of people won't care. They'll say it tastes good and they'll just keep on consuming because they're trapped into a consumption model that has basically be, become more of an addiction than anything. Highly processed foods with high fructose corn syrup and all the types of sugars and everything else that we shove into our food systems, it's now basically become a cocktail that is, it acts like a drug. Sugar is the most addictive substance on the planet. Uh, this cannot be contested. It's proven even in those chemical labs. And so, just understand folks that basically, if you wanna get down to basically changing your life and saving children's lives, you're gonna change your consumption model. Your consumption model being audio, video, and the food that you consume. I almost, this is where I got injured and I'm gonna keep on saying it. It's, not the only reason that I'm recording here. It's because we're basically home based up in uh, Nana's. I got my boy, got Finley D and got, we're over here at Nana's and we're on their land and all that kind of stuff. But anyways, all of this started here. I went down and I looked over the ledge of uh, basically almost dying into where I am now. I'm going to basically become, you know, somebody that leads this revolution when it comes to our beef industry folks if we do not do something right now and i said this in us i've said this several places i spoke in bastrop on thursday i drove 1100 miles within one day I, I spent one night was on the road went 
spent the night, went down to the processing center with Cole, went by and saw Clyde, went by and saw Ronnie, went by and saw everybody. We're designing products. We're doing everything. We're planning out 2023. Went and spoke uh, Thursday in Bastrop at the Greater Reset. Uh, it was like a three-day, four-day um, event. And then I came home. But what we're going to do is that this is something that I'm going to lead across this planet. This is going to pick up steam, folks. They're coming for our nutrition, and they're going to lie to you about it. And they're doing it right now every day. They've got billions upon billions upon billions of dollars that they are going to spend. It's almost like it's already happened. You just don't know about it yet. And I don't, I'm not a fear porn guy. I'm not a doomer. This is the best opportunity of your life to basically change your consumption model into something that will actually lead to a better life when it comes to your mental, physical, emotional state of mind. It's, it's, it's a no-brainer, folks. I've lived it. I'm continuing living it. And I will continue to stir it and to pioneer into this new beef industry in which we're creating. We can't compete with the multinationals. We don't want to. We don't want that fight. What we want to do is say, hey, this is what y'all have done. It's, it's right here on a Google search. We can see that you've, you've done this. Okay, well, I'm going to feed my children something else. I'm going to feed me, my individual community, something else. I just choose not to participate in your food system. And we're basically, we understand the law a lot of times better than the law understands itself. Sometimes it takes a little patience. Sometimes it takes a little, you know, it takes a little maneuvering within uh, your state legislation. Oh, we are doing that too. The Beef Initiative is connected to a lot of people that work with state legislations across the United States, from processing to food laws to everything. We definitely know what's going on. And that's sometimes hard for me to watch people, you know, that aren't really paying attention to what's going on into the food systems in the United States. I had somebody trolled me the other day saying, oh, this, this calling me a clown or whatever about food shortages and this and food shortages that. And when is it going to happen? Are you, are you going to make a toilet paper initiative? You know, it's reflected on COVID. And, you know, bless his heart, man. You talk about ignorance that I see every day. And when somebody comes and attacks me for basically trying to say that I'm spreading, I'm not spreading fear porn, boy. You know, the United States is metabolically bankrupt just because of our food. It's as simple as that. Well, prescriptions, food, lack of exercise, lack of spirit. You know, there's a lot of reasons, but basically our food systems are broke. And they're going to inject basically some more nutritional starvation into our basically consumption models. Okay, let's look at that. There's a lot of very good intentional people that go out there and buy the best label that they can, but they're not buying the best nutrition that they can, but they think they are. Okay, whenever I talk about food supply shortages, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking the value of your food and your nutritional value within whatever you want to call it. Some people call it sludge. Some people call it whatever. It's just whatever they call food. It's, it's highly processed food that comes in box and packages. So if you continue to consume from the industrial food complex that has unlimited amount of touch points to get that product to your basically mouth, then you are suffering a food supply shortages. That food supply shortages is basically being masked and covered up by nutritional starvation, lack of nutrition with the food moving forward. And they're going to use climate change. They're going to use food science. They're going to use all these basically labeling manipulations to make you think that, oh, this is, this is scientific. This is going to make me better. Oh, I'm I, this supplement. Everything that they do is basically a deception when it comes to true education about the food that you are consuming. And so nutritional starvation is something that is real. It is killing our children. There is a genocide going on within the health of our children of this nation. If, if anybody wants to go toe to toe with me on that one, well, I've got all the freaking statistics that you want. Uh, you know, the BMI chart being basically doubled for obesity or obese kids in the United States, fatty liver disease in our children across this nation, uh, ADD, ADHD. Well, we feed them a bunch of sugar and then we tell them to settle down. 
it's just ridiculous folks it's gone too far uh, i put my foot down a couple of years ago i hope that you put your foot down uh you know go over there and do some research today or tomorrow or this week go there and start looking and do a google search do a beef boxes or do a home delivery beef you know whatever search you want to do go for it and see what pops up see if that beef it really is basically uh stewarded and basically raised and processed and distributed you know here in the united states sometimes you'll see something on on beef saying hey this is from nebraska it's nebraska beef so what folks that's where that's where it was harvested it probably might have made it all the way from brazil or africa or australia is a big one these days folks a lot of beef coming from australia and a lot of these beef uh basically companies that do deliver you they'll say hey free pork free chicken well i thought you got into basically getting your beef delivered because you didn't want any more subsidized basically animal products and they're going to say well this subsidized or i'm sorry <laughs> It's a brain fart. This uh, this chicken is uh, organic. It doesn't have any antibiotics in it. Or this pork is humanely treated. It was, you know, animal welfare. Once again, folks, if you're buying beef and you're getting a, a whole chicken or a couple of pounds of bacon thrown in for free, well, you really seriously do you think they're going to do? Where are you paying for that beef? Well, probably usually most of the beef companies that are now selling beef won't be subsidized in a commodity way but it'll be subsidized on the global beef market in a way that basically it's the same thing as going down to the supermarket uh find out if they tell you how they age that beef wet aging is not like dry aging folks and wet aging by industrial multinational beef corporation is not the same as wet aging a restaurant or a butcher or a meat market in texas or let's say manhattan you know there's a lot of uh things a lot of education that we'll be bringing but go do that google search see what you find out man go do your own research do your own analysis use these as like okay little light bulbs that go off in your head and you'll start seeing these buzzwords that are used beyond organic organic grass-fed folks i'm going to say it again every damn cow's grass-fed what happens whenever a calf gets weaned off its mother do they have a bottle there that they sit there and shove it down its throat what do they how does that cow eat after it's weaned off its mother's milk where does it go oh it goes to the pasture oh it eats grass oh okay okay what about that 10 year old dairy cow that's got two teeth and they say well she ain't going to produce anymore no more milk no more calves well she's going to go into the basically the supply and well hey she ate some grass that's a grass-fed cow man let's go for it and then look at these products and you look at these beef products that come through what you'll notice is that harvested in the united states if they're saying that that means it's probably foreign beef and even if it's not foreign beef they're not going to be able to tell you if it's from two cows have y'all ever bought tenderloins wrapped in bacon from the supermarket and you take the bacon off and it's actually two tenderloins that have been put together well there's there's things that that happens that's called trim trim is a basically is a it's a, it's an industry within itself it's it's bought and sold the trim from a cow whenever it's harvested is basically put to the side and they can basically put it in different forms from ground beef to dog food to steaks that they put together so it doesn't really matter i mean if they say you know harvested in the united states and they say well no this is from nebraska or this is from you know kansas or this is from texas it, they're not going to be able to tell you exactly where that cow came from it's just not possible for the multinationals there's too many cows that get processed in the multinational processing centers for them to keep track if you're watching this video and you're part of the beef initiative if you've bought beef from us the peace of mind that you get 
to where you don't have to worry about it. I told people from the very beginning, this is an international lifestyle, folks, and it really is. It's not me being whatever, punchy, <laughs> West Texas punchy. This is an international lifestyle. What it is, it's about building relationships with people that are going to feed you and they live and die to feed you and your family. They want to save your children's lives because they're saving their children's lives. Jacob Wolke of Wolke Farms in Australia, the reason he got into regenerative farming and ranching in Australia, he said, I want to feed my family. He's got two young boys. He's got a third one on the way. Jason Rick's been doing this for this decade. Cole Bolton's been doing it for four generations within his family. Each one of them are pioneering. Justin Trammell of Panhandle Meats up here in the Texas Panhandle. He's got his little ones. He just had a little one. Every one of them is going to tell you they do this so they can feed their family. They want to save their children's lives. If you have an animal producer that that is their ethos, then what are you waiting for? Are you still living a life of convenience and complacency when it comes to your consumption model? Well, let's get exciting. Let's get into the international lifestyle. It starts with relationship building with people like me and Cole Bolton and Jason Rick and all the other ones that I say, holy cow, beef. Have you ever talked to the Warrens? They can, they can talk more than me. They know beef. They pioneered into Whole Foods. Now they're wanting out of Whole Foods because of what? Oh, the labeling laws, the market, they don't want to participate because whenever they know what's going on in the labeling laws, they say, we're not going to do this. We pioneered into this. They helped define what organic was, grass fed. Now they're having to say beyond organic. They're saying we're working out of Whole Foods and we're hopefully going to go and sell all our beef through the beef initiative. That's up to you folks. That's up to you spreading these podcasts, spreading the beef initiative, spreading the Substack. We're going for 100,000 people into the Substack. Once we do that, folks, we are a force to be reckoned with because we can give you as much beef as you want. That's the agreement that we have with our producers across the United States. People are looking for you once again. Folks, go shake a rancher's hand, either in person or digitally. This podcast basically is something that I'm doing before we get going, because we're going to start bringing you more and more, basically, analysis of what goes on in the beef industry, in the food industry itself. Just do, do those Google searches, deceptions in marketing in the food industry, deceptions within beef, price manipulation in the beef industry in 2022. Just do that search, see what happened, see what you see, uh, see, see who did it. Uh, go and find a beef box provider across the United States or across the globe. Just do some searches and see what you come up with. If you don't like what you see, of course, just come to the Beef Initiative. We've got tons of testimonials. We've got access, market access to the ranchers, producers that want to feed you. That's what they do. They live and die to feed you. I'm going to be talking about those three touch points of that triangle that we have going on here. We're going to sell all kinds of beef up here at the top. They're all going to shift. But then what are we doing? We're saving children's life. What are we doing? We're educating. That's all you're going to hear me talking about. Everything that I talk about this year, basically, I have those three touch points because every one of them are correlated and each one of them makes each other stand firm and basically gives you market access to a new lifestyle, a new lifestyle that basically you're going to create a legacy within your family because your children are gonna remember this. I remember how I was raised right here. Y'all hear that? That's a freezer. I was raised with a freezer full of beef. It's as simple as that. I was cooking hamburgers when I was four with a cast iron. Anytime I wanted, I knew how to cook ground beef when I was four or five years old. Seriously, folks. And I didn't burn myself either. Well, I did, but not on the cast iron. But what I'm doing, I'm going to go around this planet. We're going to show you how other countries eat. We're going to show you basically what we do right in the United States because we still steward the best beef in the world. I will always say that I'm from Texas, but we're also going to show you how people, Jacob Wolpe, we're going to show you how people in Nigeria, Europe, South America, all across the United States, the micro summits that we're going to have. You're going to be able to apply to have a micro summit. Everybody, listen to me. Apply to have a micro summit anywhere in the world come February. Whenever I'm in Australia, we're releasing that. 
It's going to be a type form that you get to fill out. And if you meet the criteria, you're going to have a micro summit. You're going to have to work your ass off, though, because that's what's required. This is not a freaking selfie conference. This is a call to action. This is education. We're saving children's lives because we're going to sell as much beef as we can because we're saving the great American rancher. Is everybody getting that now? Are they starting to understand that? And I'm not picking on you if you hear me. If you don't hear me, would you like me to say that again? We're going to save children's lives because we're going to sell as much beef as we can because we're saving the great of American rancher and we're giving you market access to education and to basically that rancher. So you can either digitally shake their hand or physically shake their hand and then you can have a lifelong relationship with them. And guess what? Christmas is 12 months or 10 months away. You'll be getting a credit card, uh, credit card <laughs> a, a Christmas card in the mail from the rancher, but you better be sending the rancher their Christmas card too. Because once you establish these relationships with these ranchers, you never want to disappoint them. You have an obligation, you are accountable. And I tell everybody, I had to look in the mirror, folks. The accountability mirror is something that is a tool that you should be using in your own life, teaching your children, your spouses, your partners, whoever it is, your family members, your mothers, your fathers, your brothers, even if you don't like your sisters, whatever it is. I don't have any sisters. Always wanted a sister though. But anyways, did you know that my real name is a girl's name? It wasn't a girl's name. It was actually, it was a cowboy name, but it turned into a girl's name because my parents, they wanted a girl. So I got the girl's name, but it wasn't going to be Gancy. That's another uh, cowboy name. Did y'all know that? Yancey. Can you, do you see, do I look like a Yancey? I'm Texas Slim though, so don't call me Yancey. Anyways, I'm gonna probably break into a story here in a minute, but I haven't popped one into my head, but I think I will. I'm gonna tell you about of a journey, about a little boy, okay? He's my son. Okay, well, he grew up in Austin. I left Austin probably about, for good, 2015-2016. I loved Austin. I moved to Austin whenever I was 19. I think a lot of y'all have heard that story. My boy was born in 2004. Um, the, right there at uh, what in Seton, whatever. The other one in Austin. I can't even remember. It's over there off 35th and Lamar. Good hospital. But anyways, he was born and his first words were da-da. And I was lucky. Most babies do say Dada first because it's easier than saying mama. I don't know. Do y'all have any stories about what your first words of your children were? Mine was, my Finley's was Dada. Anyways, I told old Finley whenever he was about four years, no, four years, he could understand me at four. But I told, he doesn't remember this because it was the day he said Dada. But anyways, the day he said Dada, I said, I'm going to take you around the world one of these days but you're gonna to have to be about 18 years old. I want you to get old enough. Well, he turned 18 this year. He graduated high school there in Austin. Unfortunately, he went to public school. So that's all behind us. He got trapped up in uh, basically the COVID isolation. Let's go, uh, let's go in prison our children for two years, folks. Let's not give them market access to anything that, that's gonna make them better in their lives. Well, my boy's 18. We got him a 1976 El Camino, right? Okay, got his driver's license. He's driving a 1976 El Camino. It's a damn good car. And he's about to go to Australia with his father because I made him a promise. That's what I do. I make promises and I stand by them. Sometimes they might take a couple of years, folks. I'm kind of a lot of people coming at me these days so if I haven't kept my promise to you let me know it's just because I'm so damn busy getting ready to go to Australia and take my boy across the world we're going to go to Australia we're going to have all these summits and everything what we're going to do is we're going to keep on continuing to ask you to keep providing value to the beef initiative you guys are the reason we're here guys make us viral that's what we're going to be doing we're making basically this new basically revolution in our food consumption and our audio video food consumption models we're going to tell the world about it that's what my mission in life is now i'll forever be doing this i'll all forever be texas slim i'll always be doing something to steward 
a way to save children's lives. If you don't believe me, step up on me and ask me in person, look me in the eyes. If you think I'm serious, do you think I'm a marketing plan? Do I look like a marketing plan? I'm a poor boy from West Texas. I grew up on dirt roads. That's all I am and I got a mission and I'm gonna walk the damn earth and go do this crap. You can do it too. You're either going to love me or you're going to hate me. I'm going to live rent free in your head. Next time you reach down for that uh, clear plastic cellophane with styrofoam with this little red thing they call beef in it, you're going to be thinking of me, folks. You're going to see something that says harvested in the United States. You're going to go, this beef isn't from the United States. Do you know what? I went and visited my son, and it wasn't too long ago. He was still in losses before he got up here to the panhandle. But you know what? I took old Sean Johnson. Do you know how many lives she saved with nutrition? She's been looking for the beef finish for a long time. She is a freaking operator, folks. But anyways, I said, hey, let's go down to Central Market. We went to Central Market, went to HEB. We went to Whole Foods together. We went all around that little circuit there in Austin, Texas. And we went to all of these little grocery stores and all these places that feed you. And you know, one of the first things that we walked into uh, that Central Market down there, down south, the one south by Manchac. Okay, we walked into that one. Do you know what was first before we got to the, basically to the, uh, the butcher or the meat shop there in Central Market? They had all kinds of uh, little glass uh, components there. And what they were, they were selling fake beef. They had meatballs, vegan, 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 vegan. And then behind that was the meat market. I just thought that was kind of funny, but I went up and saw a, basically a ribeye and I went straight up the ribeye. You know what that best cut of beef that Central Market gave? You know what it said on the freaking uh, little place card? It was the place card. They did. It looked like a butchery. You know what it said? Harvested in the United States. You know what I, I went in there and I said, hey, I said, this is expensive. I think it was a $50 ribeye, folks. And I did buy it and it was not that well, it wasn't up to my taste. But anyways, I asked that guy. He had a he had a white jacket on, just like a butcher. They had some knives back there, they had some cutting blocks there. I said, Hey, I said, this says it's harvested in the United States. And I said, Can you tell me exactly where? He said, No. I said, Do y'all know which basically producer gave who do y'all buy from? Where did this beef come from? And he said, I don't know. I said, well, can you ask, can you ask somebody that, that'll know where the, this is, this is kind of expensive beef. I'd just like to know where you get it. And uh, is, do you say, oh, is it, is it organic? Is it grass finished? What, what is it? It's harvested here. Oh, it is grass fed. Okay. But moral of the story, folks, everywhere we went in Austin, Texas, nobody could tell us who basically where they got that beef from well i can tell you where they got it they got it on a global distribution market that is controlled by four multinational corporations that basically peel that onion back folks it goes deep man it goes deep this rabbit hole it will last the rest of your life the reason it's going to last the rest of your life is that we're going to pioneer a new way to basically design a consumption model that's based on sound communications of audio, video, and the product itself, which is beef. And we're going to basically bring it to you very authentically, very honestly, and all it takes is shaking a rancher's hand to find that out. Going back to my story, I'm trying to get... Finley to basically get excited about going to Australia. Well, he's excited, but he doesn't know what the hell to think. It's a big continent. Well, one of these beef companies actually, you know where they get their beef? They says it's American beef, but actually they get probably 80, 90% of the beef from Australia. They'll throw in a chicken, they'll throw in a half of, I don't know, a hog's ass in there, something like that. It's free though, it's free. Do you want free food? Wow. I, I never really want like free food unless I knew who was doing it, right? Are you going to go up somewhere and just say, hey, is this food free and not, not know where it's coming from? You're going to eat that food? Well, that's what you're doing when you go to the supermarket. That's what you're doing when you're buying boxes of beef online and they throw in a yard bird and a hog's ass into your box with, along with it. <laughs> Anyways, so 
Australia, we're going to go look and see where some of these beef boxes truly come from. Since they don't come from the United States, they come from Australia. Well, we got a lot of guys over in Australia that are actually doing it just like we're doing it in the beef initiative. They have the Australian beef initiative. See, folks, this is an international revolution when it comes to your consumption model. We don't have to ask for permission anymore. And there's a lot of people that are giving thanks. So. I'm gonna go into, that's long enough of a story. Uh, we're gonna get better on the audio. I had to do this podcast. Uh, we're gonna start really getting some great content to you. Thank you for being patient with me. I'm not a podcaster. I'm gonna become more of a professional one. We're going to give you what you deserve when it comes to basically education so we can sell a hell of a lot of beef because selling a lot of beef basically saves children's lives. You do, do you understand how it does that? Okay, a parent goes out there, shakes a rancher's hand. They tell each other why they do what they do. They establish a relationship with each other. They feel good about that relationship. So what do they do? We'll say, hey, well, rancher, you do this beef in a way that I really like. And you've been very honest with me. I can ask you anything and you're gonna to be totally transparent and authentic with me. Well, I'm gonna take this beef home because it's Saturday and Saturday night, we're gonna basically have a cattleman's feast. I know this dude calls himself Texas Slim and him and Cole Bolton came up with this thing called Cattleman's Feast. And they're in partnership with all the ranchers across the United States. And they're what? Oh, they're going to replace the backyard barbecue with the Cattleman's Feast. So what do you do? You take that beef home and then you say, hey, kids, guess what? We had a great day. We didn't go to Disneyland this time. We went out to a ranch. Did you have fun? Yeah, daddy, I had a blast. I want a horsey. <laughs> or I want a lamb, or can we get some chickens? Because egg prices right now are $10 a dozen. Did y'all notice that? Well, that's coming, and that's by design, folks. There's nothing wrong with chickens. They did all this egg prohibition. You know, whenever I talk about beef and I say, hey, they're going to turn beef into caviar, they're not going to quit basically creating beef across this planet, folks. They're going to quit giving you the parent market access to it and you the parent are going to be caught in a trap of the industrial food complex and you're not going to have market access to that beef to that handshake of that rancher that basically your kid loves to know and now that is the new disneyland because that rancher opened up his gate to you and guess what you had a cattleman's feast that saturday night and guess what your children now will be saved. Their nutrition delivery system has been secured. Guess what? This is not a marketing plan. Beef is not a marketing plan. A rancher is not a marketing plan. What they are, it's a way to basically steward a lifestyle that's going to save this nation because we're going to save children's lives. Y'all starting to understand yet? Good. All right. Well, I got to give thanks because we are podcasting 2.0. I am Texas Slim, and we are the Beef Initiative. We are the Beef Initiative. Did y'all know the Beef Initiative is run by the producers, ranchers themselves? Well, they do. We listen, and that's what we do. Anything that happens to the Beef Initiative is like, well, that came from a rancher producer now, didn't it? Well, it did. So anyways, now that you know that, we are podcasting 2.0, folks. If you haven't downloaded the Fountain app, go download the Fountain app right now. I'm gonna read off of this tablet. I got it sent to me and it's got all these names and I really want to do justice to these people because they are giving back. They're streaming sats. They are boosting the podcast. They were spreading it. They are actually sharing it. They are basically, you are our marketing plan. It's called word of mouth, grassroots. So here we go. Okay. We got one, uh, 1,111 sat, uh, sats from old Joel W. We got 509 sats from user 2817. That's all it's got. We've got another 100 sats from user 3129, 101 sats from Hunter 770, 100 sats from, get this one, it says Joe Biden's hey let's go brandon 100 sats then we've got 100 sats from anthony calkins thank you anthony thousand sats from at jink thanks for all you do is what he said thank you i appreciate you uh we got tw cattle you know who that is that's todd todd wheel will ranch arkansas prairie grove may 5th may 6th prairie grove arkansas we're having a micro summit 
Todd. You're going to meet Todd. Fantastic human being. Fantastic story. This is going to be fun. May 5th, May 6th, Prairie Grove, Arkansas. Look it up. It's a great historical town. Beautiful land out there. We're going to have a blast. Thank you, Todd. Appreciate you, brother. 1,500 sacks. Uh, what did he, Todd say? He said, the beef initiative comes to the Ozarks. Oh, yeah, it's the southern part of the Ozarks, folks. Okay, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. We've got agrarian contrarian, 1,200 sats. There you are again. I am P Pennsylvania Slim. All right, you coined it. It's yours, brother. 100 sats from user 3609. I can't do any more than that. Okay, Nomad Joe, there you are, brother. Eat more beef. Okay, Gene Everett, once again, 10, 100 sats from Gene Everett. Whoa, thank you, sir. Love what you're doing, Slim. Gene Everett, you're a good person, man. We appreciate you in the beef initiative. You just got your beef box from uh, Cole the other day. Uh, we got 40,000 sats from who else? I'll close it out from Bubba. Bubba is a pioneer. Bubba is the one that gave a 0.20 of a Bitcoin to the I Am Texas Slim Foundation Trust Fund, which is a grant to Jason Rick this year. So you do the math. What is a 2.20 Bitcoin? What is that, folks? Thousands of dollars. He gave it to Jason Rick because Jason Rick is going to open up his gate and he's going to educate the next generation of ranchers. What are you doing? Where are you putting your money, folks? Everybody says that beef is too expensive. Show me your pantry. And I'll tell you what's too expensive. From your health, from the fake commodities that are basically stealing nutrition from your children, buying beef from your local producer, buying beef from the Beef Initiative is not more expensive. Your perspective is what is costly because your, your perspective needs to change. Show me your pocketbook on your food. Show me your checking accounts on how much you spend on food. And I'll tell you why you desire what you desire. I will tell you how healthy you are and why or why you're, why you're not. It's not an ego thing, folks. It's because I lived it. Man, I'm going to get very stern. I'm going to get, I'm pretty much of a smart ass sometimes, but what I am, I'm in love with what I'm doing right now. I love all of you guys. We're gonna do this together and we're gonna stand tall, folks. We're not gonna play the fear porn game anymore. We are the authority. We're gonna feed our children the best food on this planet, be it Texas, United States, Australia, it doesn't matter. We're going to feed our children and we're gonna save their lives. We're going to save the great American health, uh, great American rancher, because what we're going to do, we're kicking off an international health initiative. That's what it's called. The great international health initiative being led by the great international rancher producer. Why? Why are y'all doing that? Because we're going to save children's lives, folks. I am Texas Slim.